On this episode of Drinks with Binks, we sit down with one of sports broadcasting's biggest legends, ESPN's Linda Cohn, who's celebrating her 28th year at the Worldwide Leader. Linda describes how being a goalie on a boys hockey team as a kid made her grow thick skin, which helped her in a predominantly male-dominated industry all these years. Even though she lives in L.A. now, she's dialed in and passionate about the New York sports scene, and she describes the differences and similarities more so between Henrik Lundqvist and Eli Manning's departure from their New York sports teams. She also has a powerful message to other female broadcasters about not wasting any energy on social media trolls. Easier said than done, but Linda knows how to do it. This is Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks. And this is the show that gets to hang out with some of the biggest names in sports and entertainment and broadcasting. And we chill out, but we also have a beverage of their choice. And actually, recently, we've been having a lot of non-alcoholic drinks, which is surprising during this pandemic. But this is the phase of the pandemic we're in. This is also the phase of basically my job is a Zoom happy hour with my friends. And I am not complaining. Uh, I'm very excited right now to be able to welcome Welcome in a woman that sports fans, hockey fans know so well. She has had such an incredible career on camera and just continues to break barriers for women in the sports world and beyond. This is Linda Cohn. You know her from ESPN Sports Center in the crease on ESPN Plus. And now she's launching a new sports talk radio show, a hockey show on NHL Network Radio, which we will get to. Linda, thank you so much for hanging out here with us today. I know we've been trying to make this happen for a while. And now look at us. We're doing We're pros. it. And Julie, first of all, <laughs> thanks for having me. It means so much. I'm so proud of your success. You are such an amazing talent. You're creating. I mean it. This is not just to pump Thank your tires. You. This is the truth. Uh, I'm a big fan and uh, kudos to you. And thanks for having me on. Well, I appreciate it. And of course, uh, you know, I've taken so much inspiration from your career, even as a young pup in Canada, when we <laughs> got ESPN like 5,000 years after it began and were able to, it was so nice to watch uh, a woman that really knew hockey because um, it's hard to find that. So not even just one, but someone who's interested in hockey and makes that their number one. And I love what you've done within the crease and what you've done with just voicing your, your opinions and your insight on Twitter with the game and beyond. You've been living in LA now. You're you're an LA lady. How's that been going? Well, you know, it's great. I mean, it's a little different than New York and also Connecticut, which of course, home of ESPN, as you know, Julie, Bristol, Connecticut, where I've spent many long hours. I don't miss Bristol. Uh, finally, I begged and pleaded with the higher ups, the suits uh, to come out here. And they finally said yes two years ago. And it was in conjunction with really getting in the crease on ESPN plus off to a great start uh, out here. And that was a big part of it. And also filling in and doing about 100 sports centers a year. So, you know, I made it think like it was their idea. And they finally said yes. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> 
that's all you got to <laughs> no, do. Make it that, seem like it's someone else's idea and boom. Exactly. And it's been great. And of course, I love it. But, you know, I'm a New York girl through and through. Uh, I do miss it. I do miss that adrenaline. But, you know, I don't miss it as much during these pandemic times. And I'm really grateful and blessed that I live in a place where I guess I'm in my own little bubble. You know, this area in South Bay and people tend to, you know, create a bubble even before bubbles were fashionable. Yeah, yeah South Bay is, is almost like you can't get out of that bubble because like you're not going anywhere else because of traffic and whatnot, nor would you want to. It's a slice of heaven down there. It's it is just great. But it is, as you mentioned, almost the extreme opposite of Bristol and New York City, for that matter. I mean, as an outsider of this, I can't imagine ESPN is such a great place to work for. Absolutely. Living in Bristol, Connecticut is such a Debbie Downer. Like how do people, I mean, like how do people survive? It's because it's the worldwide leader. You pointed it out. ESPN is such a great way to place to work. So, you know, you measure the pros and cons, right? When you're about to take a job and they're like, oh, wow, ESPN wants me. You know, it's going to be great. I'm going to be under contract. This is my big break. Oh, Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, you know, and then you start on the phone. You're like, what's Bristol really like? And it's exactly <laughs> like how you pictured it. But seriously, no offense to Bristol. I mean, I, I, you know, I spent and still am technically 28 years at ESPN, but those first 26 were in Bristol, Connecticut. I didn't live there, but living outside of Bristol, but working there, I felt like I did. But for me, in my point of my career, Julie, it was perfect because I was raising young children at the time and Connecticut overall was a great place to do that. And in that area surrounding Bristol was also a wonderful place to do it. So for me, in my stage the game, the timing could not have been better. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, as you mentioned, as you know, you're you're dedicated to your job. You've got your kids there. It's a it's not like me who who needs the outlet for 4 a.m. karaoke. So that's just like oh. going to happen in Bristol, Connecticut. Yeah. Let so. me tell you, let me jump in there. There is none of that available. And if it is, you don't want to enter those facilities. You don't want to be there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because for you to go to a real place, you know, pre pandemic, obviously, you'd have, it takes two hours to get to get giving people the picture. Two hours to get to New York City from Bristol, two hours to get to Boston. In other words, that is a journey. I mean, traffic or no traffic. So yeah, you would have to make the best of it in the local tavern, Julie. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to start up your own, I'm sure, which actually, uh, that could have been a nice venture for me. But um, speaking of uh, the, you know, the 28 years, Linda, let's, I'd love to toast yes. you um, and your incredible success in your career and, and finding a, a nice new path and bubble in the, in the South Bay. So thank you. Yeah, there we go. Uh, clink, clinky. <laughs> clinky, clinky. Uh, we are yeah. drinking coffee, by the way. We, we I are. Is that you are? I am. And you know what? I mean, listen, again, New York native, New York girl, we drink coffee on all hours of the day and night does not keep me awake. Uh, You know, yeah, I guess I'm addicted, but there are worse things to be addicted to. Some people may say I have a slight problem. (laughs) Others don't understand. Exactly. It's really we are not doing that here on the show, but we are going to talk a whole lot more about sports and Linda's career and beyond. But we got to take a quick time out here on Drinks with Binks. Don't go anywhere.
Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Barton, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line. Hey, this is John Cooper, head coach of your Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, and I just had drinks with Binks. Welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB, and we've got Linda Cohn here from ESPN. We're having a little coffee with Cohn. Free segment idea. There you go, Linda. Um, yes, there we go. You did you notice job. I'm a company girl. It's a Disney Cruise mug. I wow. highly recommend. Yeah, I've gone on three Disney cruises pre-pandemic. I was going to say, I wouldn't say those would be a hot commodity anymore right now. But No, um, and th- although they're probably giving them away now, I haven't I looked. But uh, the thing is... Uh, I'm glad I got to do it before yeah. the pandemic. Anyway, so that's they what looks this, great. Busy Phillips yes. is a big fan of the Disney cruises. I've seen them all over Instagram. So there you um, go. Yes. In, in better days and in also better days, Linda, you played hockey um, mm. on. Uh, well, you play hockey, but you played hockey with dudes growing up. Right. And. So did I. Uh, nice. Very I know poorly, that. but I was there. And I'm curious, have you yet in the L.A. scene, have you do you play still at all? Uh, you know what? Uh, no, uh, I did make a couple of cameo appearances, suiting up my goalie gear and uh, one time for the Ducks. I was going to do something with the Kings. It never materialized Just scheduling things, yeah. something in conjunction with In the Crease, my ESPN Plus uh, yeah. high, hockey highlight show uh, didn't happen. But you know what? I hope to do it. I still have my my goalie gear. I mean, I love it. I'm not putting it away somewhere as a historic, you know, a museum piece. It's handy. Just in case I have the goalie sticks inside as well, you know, just as a reminder, hey, Linda, this is what I used to do. And this was what all I was about is stopping a puck. And so, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, it's great. You know, and I always say, I'll tell you, I really believe if it wasn't for playing hockey, um, I really never would have succeeded in my career. And, you know, people always ask me that. What are you talking about, Lindo? You know, you're not a professional hockey player. And I go, no, no, I get it. It's like playing with boys. And you know this, too. Obviously, when you're younger, you learn to block out the noise. Right. You know, you block out like, what's that girl doing playing with boys? You know, that that kind of thing. Moms would be like, you know, whispering behind my back and my parents back. You know, Uh, what what is this? A goalie with a ponytail out of her, you know, the back of her head. And I and I was so a kid with low self esteem and I had like rabbit ears, so to speak, where I did seem to hear everything that everybody was saying and I had to not pay attention to it and playing goal, playing hockey with boys, having to prove myself each and every time. That is why it had it has really translated into being in a in a man's world in a profession that I selected that was, let's face it, a boys club, even more so back in the day than it is now. And that's why I really credit playing hockey uh, for how how far I'm consistent I've been in this career of mine. And especially being a goalie, which is like quite literally the most confidence crushing position in the entire world. Right. So uh, having to deal with sort of the like, oh, the girl let a puck in. And then, <laughs> you know, like, right. 
Right. And I, I remember they were like, like, don't pass to the girl. I'm like, my name's Julie. I'm on your team. Okay? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, you know, um, so, yeah. But I think that's what I loved, that challenge, because I knew, yeah, the lows are pretty low when you're a goaltender, you know, and, and you mess up. Or maybe it's even a goal that's not your fault, but you still obviously feel the blame, take the blame. But, man, those highs are so great when you make oh, yeah. a save nobody expected. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that that's why I've always been a gambler and a risk taker and I'm very competitive. Uh, maybe it's the Scorpio in me. Mm -hmm, uh, Scorpio definitely. girls are like that. Yeah. So really, I I'll never look back. I never regret it. Uh, a few black and blues here and there. Uh, okay, yeah. But thank God, no major injuries. Although you never know, back in the day, I probably suffered a few concussions and I never even yeah. knew it. I think about right? that too. I'm like, I definitely have had multiple concussions, which are now yeah. starting to become problematic. But uh, <laughs> at least we, for the time being, we're okay. We'll fix those issues later. And speaking of hockey, got to ask you, you know, you're a big Rangers fan. You are always in the know, tweeting a ton of stuff on them. The biggest news is Henrik, you know, not being part of the, the team that he's synonymous with, if not, not Mark Messier around the exact same era of like a sort of level. What do you think of him now going to the Capitals for a year, which is a team that has had a, a lot of sort of deep seated playoff battles with the Rangers? Absolutely. And some of the greatest postseason games ever by Henrik Lundqvist came against the Washington Capitals before they found success and finally winning that Stanley Cup, as you know. The Rangers will always be in my heart, but I follow religiously every NHL team. But then, you know, when push came to shove and let's face it, that was a situation for the New York Rangers and their organization, Julie. Uh, they put all their stock into two young goalies last year in uh, Georgiev and Shesterkin and made the organization look good. Uh, on the right path. There was no place for Henrik Lundqvist. And I, I, you know, I thought this was a great move. And I said it on the radio and in interviews that I did when everyone was talking about Henrik Lundqvist, where would be a perfect landing spot. And I picked the Washington Capitals and it was simple. Uh, it really checked all the boxes. That's a term I know very cliche. And even Lundqvist used it when he was addressing uh, Zoom media people after the decision. Because he is a guy, yes, as you pointed out, love New York City, love playing for the New York Rangers. Genuine. I mean, he just ate up, soaked in everything that that culture of New York City was available to him. You know, even taking stage, playing his guitar, you know, whatever it is, he ate it up, okay? But uh, also his family, you know, they all love this diverse culture that New York City brings, and it is. And so, you know, would he go to, uh, no offense to other places I'm about to name, but what Washington, I won't name them actually. <laughs> it's better safe not to. When in doubt, leave it out, Julie. Remember that. Yes. Okay. I, I wish I'd listened to that advice many years ago. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Washington, D.C., I mean, you know, what's not to love? It does mirror that kind of diverse community that New York City is and on a smaller scale, of course. And I just think that's why it was a perfect landing spot. And the other big reason and bigger than that was the fact that they're built to win a cup now. Mm -hmm. And that was what he needs to do and wants to do. I was thrilled he didn't retire. As I like to mention, I'm thrilled he didn't pull an Eli Manning if we take it to the National Football League and my other favorite team 
obsessively, the New York football giants. And I always have unconditional love for Eli Manning because even though he was a number one overall pick, he always felt like he had to climb a mountain. You know, he always had to prove people wrong. And I love athletes in any sport that save their best when it matters most, okay? Sure, Eli's regular seasons were not the best, but his postseasons, when he got in, Mm-hmm. They were fantastic. They so were. getting back to Henrik Lundqvist, Julie, um, this team is built now. I love Peter Laviolette. Uh, it's about to start his first year as head coach. It was a great decision by the Capitals organization to hire him. And here's the deal with Lundqvist. He likes to play. He plays better when he plays. So he's not going yeah. there as a mentor. He's not going there to play 15 starts. No, he is going there to take uh, Sam Sonoff's job. You better Mm -hmm. believe it. He wants the bulk of those starts. And guess what? If he gets a ton of starts, you're going to get a better play from Henrik Lundqvist because last year with his so-so numbers with the New York Rangers, that was because he hardly played. And those long layoffs didn't help a goalie like him. He needs to see shots and he needs to play. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. And we did see him in the playoffs do well. I mean, when everyone had kind of already shipped him off to greener pastures, he has a lot of gas left in the tank going to a potential contender next year. You want to see a guy like that win and sort of cap off sort of an illustrious career. We have a lot more to come with uh, some other New York sports teams. You mentioned the Giants. Yikes. But spin zone, Trevor Lawrence, who knows? We will discuss that in a whole nice. lot more with Linda Cohn on Drinks with Thanks. <laughs> Stay with us. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Things. We've got Linda Cohn from ESPN. And Linda, you're in LA right now. We were just talking New York sports teams. How would you describe the Mets to someone in Hollywood that doesn't know the Mets? You know, uh, first of all, they should know here outside in Hollywood. I'm not in Hollywood as we speak, but uh, they should know all about the Mets uh, uh, because of the history the Dodgers have had with the Mets. And most of it has been positive for the Dodgers, not the Mets, as we all remember back in the day. Uh, so uh, here it is. It's, it, it cracks me up right now. I mean, the Dodgers, you know, they have so much pressure on them each and every year, as you know, to win a World Series. It hasn't happened yet. And um a lot of pressure on them. Met fans wish they had that pressure, okay? Met fans wish they had those high expectations for their franchise. But still, even though they suck, people still think they're somehow going to miraculously like win the World Series. No, because here's the thing. Yes, we're always positive. There's always a funny clip, by the way. Uh, Family Guy is one of my favorite shows of all time. And, you know, with Stewie and opening day sitting there and the first pitch, and then they go, 
and the season's over. You know, yeah. it was like that was, that's good. He had the Met hat on. That's how he feels. Stewie's always right from Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Believe in Stewie. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, before this compressed season started because of the pandemic, when the playoff situation was expanded, yes, you're right. All of us Met fans thought there is no way the Mets are going to miss the playoffs. What happened? The Mets missed the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, we always have guarded optimism. How about that? Yeah, sounds like Leafs fan in a way, too. Uh, have the same kind Oh, of- my goodness. You feel my pain. Oh, that's a perfect example. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's just expectations. But uh, moving on, we're not talking about those are both of our wounds. But, um, you know, Linda, I got to ask, you know, you've been in the industry for so many years and celebrating your 28th year. When you look back at like when you started in the industry to now, what's maybe something you're most um you're you're proud of that's changed for positively for women in the industry that maybe you would have been surprised back then someone would have told you about. Yeah, it's so great. I mean, I've been in this business, you know, for over three decades now, even, you know, pre ESPN, I was fighting my way up the ladder and, you know, and I was doing it, not worrying about what other people thought. And I always had a plan B, Julie, or a plan C or a plan D, but it always had to do with sports in some way because I knew I wanted to do this. When I look back and when now when we fast forward to where we've been, I'd say in the last five years, 10 years, let's face it, it's gotten a heck of a lot better. Uh, we're not always already at the top or the pinnacle. And I don't think there's still any, uh, there's definitely not uh, an equal uh, financial situation unless, except for maybe a few cases out there. And I don't know any, what anybody else makes, but I'm assuming they make more than me. But the point, because loyalty, by the way, does not pay. So, you know, but I, yeah. I don't regret anything, I, but, yeah, you know, that. I'm a very loyal person and, uh, you know, that didn't pan the way, but I never would look back on it because I raised an amazing uh, two uh, ch- family, two amazing grown children now uh, by staying in one place. But mm-hmm. now, speaking of that, I, you know, I was doing that balancing act. And now that to me is the biggest advantage for women in the business is that now employers understand that employers don't put pressure on you to have both those roles. If you want to go have children, if you don't want to have children, you don't have to have the pressure of losing an opportunity if you decide to go that route. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that has really come a long way uh, and is more understanding there and more support there. Um, There's also been more opportunities. You know, in the old days, you know, women would never get an opportunity for a top-notch job, a top-notch broadcasting job. Now they're able to compete for that. Back in the day when I started Forget it. You're never, you're, you were lucky to just get in the door and work your way up, knowing that maybe you wouldn't be able to, there'll be doors closing in your face. So you wouldn't be able to have the opportunity to get all the way up to the top of the mountain, even to compete for that position. But now you look at it and you can see that women are allowed at the very least to compete for the top uh, the top at the pedestal of right. opportunity. So, you know, Julie, that's where I think how far we've come, but it can still trend upward. Yeah. There's still, still a long way to go, as you mentioned. Um, but, but I, I, I'm surprised you're so, uh, you're so positive about it. I feel like I'd be really jaded having gone back in the digs. I'm already, I'm already really jaded. Um, <laughs> even just in my like 15 years, uh, just, you know, because we've all seen a lot of bad stuff in this, yeah. how women are treated, but then yeah. to your point, at least we're seeing, 
improvements. Um, and well, I here's the thing. This is something that's, this is something I will, you know, a lot, may, maybe there's some women that don't agree with me, but I'm only telling you this because I've been, you know, through the battles, you know, back in the day, you know, we all want to be treated equally, but then we also have to remember, we have to handle the criticism. And that's why, you know, again, social media, so much good, but you cannot take those mentions and put them like up here. You have to block out all those Twitter mentions, telling you how, telling you how great you are, telling you how oh bad you are. Oh, go back in the kitchen or some stupid comments, historic prehistoric comments that are still being said, unbelievably so. Yeah. So that's what we have to remember as women, any age. Yes, we want to be treated equally, but we have to be able to handle that if you know what I'm saying and handle it the right way and take the high road and push forward and push on and don't let anyone slow down that climb. Don't let anyone slow down your passion or dim your light because of a stupid Twitter mention or because maybe you didn't get an equal opportunity for another position. You're just going to have to find another way to get in front and take center stage. That's how I right. feel about it. Yeah, well, now I'm going to go run through a wall, Linda, because you know, <laughs> you gotta keep on going, baby. Even if it's not right through that front door, it'll be around the back. I um, like it. Yeah. And yes, Twitter is an awful place. Uh, and it can make you get really high on yourself and then very low. We have to take a quick time out um, and then we'll figure out where Linda is next. Guys, don't go anywhere. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and wagering week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line. Like what you're hearing? Check out Drinks with Binks on Fubo Sports Network every Friday night at 8 p.m. Stream it on the Fubo TV app, Roku, Samsung TV, and more. Oh, and don't forget, it's BYOB. Sorry, startup life. Well, guys, we've had an awesome time drinking and binking with Linda Cohn from ESPN. Linda, where can we find you next? Well, here's the deal. You can hear me do sports talk as I host my own show every Saturday and Sunday on Sirius XM Mad Dog Sports Radio Channel 82 at 11 a.m. Eastern. And also I'm starting a hockey show with Nick Alberger on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio Channel 91. And of course, follow me on social media. I'm more active on Twitter. That's at Linda Cohn. But I'm also on Instagram at Linda Cohn. 
So they had a perfect time to start a hockey show with lots going on in NHL free agency yes. and Tampa Bay winning the cup. And whenever the season resumes and our excitement towards that, Linda, thank you so much for being here on the show today. I'm glad that we're able to make this happen. And I really appreciate all your insight and uh, knowledge on so many things and just experience in the industry. So thank you so much. Next time though, we're, we're taking real shots like the ones you took as a kid, I guess that doesn't really hey. make sense, but uh, we'll, we'll play hockey. Let's just, we'll, we'll play hockey next time. Okay. I cannot wait to do that, Julian. <laughs> Thanks for having me and keep up the amazing work. You're so awesome at what you do. Thanks. Thank Jules. you. And cheers guys. And make sure you can follow us all on Fubo social, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you find us. And until next time, bottoms up bitches. <laughs> 